What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in both Alpha Collective's Discord, that's discord.gg forward slash Alpha Collective, and Startup Club's house in Clubhouse. It's free. It always will be free. There are no strings attached. There is no bait and switch. Lurk or listen only. Chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage. The coffee shop is open for business. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On Wellness Wednesday, we discuss mental health, wellness, and life skills. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions with the author. And then on Friday, it's No Agenda Friday, where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the collective cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption, entrepreneurship, or coaching. So give us a subscribe, bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go, or a review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand, or of course, join us every day live. It is addictive. And remember, it is a safe, welcoming space, and you will never, ever be put on the spot. This is Alpha Collective's Collective Cafe. My name is Joseph Jaffe. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm, uh, it's so weird. I, for some reason, whenever I try and share the room with, uh, sharing the room uh, on threads via Clubhouse, my uh, Clubhouse kind of automatically uh, freezes on me. So I'm not really sure what's going on there, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and share it nonetheless. Um, still trying to get through and, and figure out why when I start a room, there's kind of a, a different, there's like a different um, take compared to compared to when uh, Michelle or, or Colin does. But, you know, we just, we live and we learn and we figure it out. We've got our regulars. Mitisa, you've become a regular. I love it. I love it. I love it. Don't go anywhere. Stick around. We're going to have an amazing room today. And uh, again, we'll see how the algorithm works, whether it's working, uh, whether, whether it's working. Oh, that's kind of, <laughs> I just, I just pinned, I just pinned the room to this room, the link to this room in this room, but I didn't mean to do that. So what I meant to do was actually uh, pin the uh, alpha beta talk, which is happening tomorrow. Um, and I'm just going to put that there and hopefully a bunch of people will uh, register throughout today. Awesome. There we go. There's the wonderful Francine Hardaway. Um, so today we're going to talk about, um, you know, it's it's kind of thread uh, thread insanity at the moment. We all know it. We all recognize it. We're all living through it at the moment. And I'm going to try and bring a little bit of sanity to the insanity. I'm also going to, uh, I'm not going to dedicate uh, much more time than maybe today to this because I don't want to jump on the, the thread wagon. I do enjoy the puns, by the way. In fact, I coined a new term today, a thread spurt, uh, which is like a thread expert, is a thread spurt. Um, and of course, thread spurts, what they do is they, uh, they deliver thread spurtese, thread spurtese from the thread spurts. Um, and in fact, I even just uh, tweeted and, uh, and also uh, put out on threads a, um, <laughs> a point which said, how do you, how do you spot a, a threads grifter? Well, there are three ways. One is they still have an active Twitter account. Two, they're busy boosting and promoting threads on Clubhouse and, uh, and other platforms. And three is they've blocked you on all the platforms. So 
Um, they're controlling the voice. They're controlling the narrative. Um, they're not bringing opposing voices to them or to threads onto stage, which is a problem. So let, let's unpack that slightly and just talk about that. First of all, uh, they have an active Twitter account. What does that mean? What it means is they're hedging um, because if or when Threads fails, they'll be back on Twitter. And if, tw- uh, if uh, Twitter fails, they'll move somewhere else. Um, so they're kind of, um, you know, they're, they're, uh, there's, <laughs> I, I guess the only way to really, to really tell um, someone that is all in on a platform is to say, well, are you prepared to suspend or delete um, the competitors out there? Because if you are all in on Threads, then you should be all out on Twitter, no? Um, so that's the first sign. The second is that they're not actually building and promoting threads on threads. You would think that that's what they would do. Oh, they'll give you many reasons. They'll explain to you, but voice is this and that. Well, if voice is so great, then promote Clubhouse. Everyone's suddenly coming back to Clubhouse. Old friends. Hey, old friends. So good to see you. I've been, I've been away for a minute. No, you abandoned ship like the rats leaving a sinking ship. And now that it suits you, you're back. So... That's another sign that there's um, some there's inauthenticity or maybe a bit of um, uh, a bit of disingenuousness, if you will. Um, and and then third sign is they've blocked you on so they're controlling the narrative and controlling the voice. Why is this relevant? It's relevant because all the drivel that's coming out on Clubhouse is about how this is an amazing platform and it's promoting engagement and it's about love and it's about support and we all love each other and kumbaya, my love, kumbaya. And, um, and it's all just BS. Because first of all, they don't know that. Second of all, it's just a matter of time before, you know, everyone, <laughs> every opportunist, every scammer, every hater will come back, especially if there's reach. Um, and nobody knows what the intent is. And, and you have to understand, you have to look at the source. The source is Facebook, is Meta, is Mark Zuckerberg. They, they don't ex- he and they don't exactly have a track record for promoting conversation and collaboration and kindness and generosity and love and, uh, and peace and harmony. Um, their MO is absolutely focused on ads. And placating Madison Avenue and so and, and growth. So, you know, I, I would say when you kind of put it all together, um, that's this this is where the puck is right now. This is the nature of the conversation and the discourse right now. It's controlled, uh, it's inauthentic, it's disjointed, it's disconnected. Um, and these are your voices. Um, so I'm a different voice. I'm hopefully a voice of reason. I honestly don't care. I mean, I don't love or hate threads. I don't love or hate, you know, um, I don't I don't have a, a horse in the game. And why would I? Everyone cares so much. Uh, I love this. I love that. I'm all in. I'm all that. What have, what have any of these platforms done for you or for me lately? Let's focus on our work, on, on our lives, on our family, on our friends, you know, on our work streams. Um, let's create. Let's be productive. Let's build. Um, let's be good. I mean, there's so many reasons um, to not spend 11 hours a day talking threads at the moment. It's kind of insane. I also looked at, um, uh, I'm going to show you, I've got a bunch of links. It's a little bit challenging for me to run to, uh, because we're on Discord at the moment. So it's much easier for me to put this into the chat. And I really do want to encourage you to, to, Come into our Discord, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective, and slowly but surely, um, you know, I, I don't mind whether you're listening on Clubhouse or on Discord, but if I had the choice, I'd want you to be on Discord um, because that's kind of our home. Um, so I just found this link and I just posted it there, and now I guess I'll go to the chat. Um, and it's just, you know, it's one of many. I, here's what I was trying to do. What I was trying to do was determine. Um, determine what percent of the 100 million plus uh, users have never actually um, even uh, tweeted or threaded once, even once. So I would love to know if anyone knows the answer. What percent of, of the, 
I guess the latest number is 104 million. So if you look at the chart, there are 104 million, but also that growth, like if you look at it, and, and if you just take just take a kind of a cursory look, one day, four hours ago, 100 million, 22 hours ago, 101 million, 19 hours ago, 102 million, 15 hours ago, 103, nine hours ago, 104. The growth is, I, I don't know if it's if it's fair to say it's slowing down, but it looks like it's plateauing. So it looks like what happened was there was this massive land grab. There was this massive kind of opening of the floodgates. And that may very well have been down to, as I called it, cheating, which is contacting all of the accounts, all of the celebrities, one day in advance, one click porting, everyone just moved over and, and, and clearly clearly a percentage of um a percentage of people came with them you know if you look at um if you look at um the celebrities for example i've done a little bit of a- analysis um like pick any celebrity they'll have like i don't know 110 uh like 110 million uh followers on instagram and like one and a half or 2 million now on on threads so a percentage of them moved over, and it's not probably even willingly. It's just probably because they got pinged in their DMs and 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 they just moved over and they were just paying attention or, or whatever. So I, I think we just have to be honest and we have to be real and we have to kind of realize what it is and what it isn't. And so I am very, very curious, A, to find out exactly what percent of um, of the users are actually not bots, but actually kind of humans, but completely inactive. I'm here, but I don't really know why I'm here. Or I didn't even know I was here, but I guess I am. I clicked a button and, you know, whatever. I'm not really sure what to do here. Um, And so, you know, that's another element of it. Everyone going crazy over the growth. No one questioning the growth. Like if you're asking me, is this the greatest... By all intents and purposes, this is the greatest marketing success story in history. P- period. We've never seen a platform or an app grow like this. It's broken every record, including ChatGBT. It's incredible. It's a revelation. Savior to mankind or womankind or humanity. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the... so. You know, if you had to push me and say, all right, Joe, what, um, so what was the reason? What do you think is the reason? Um, uh, I would say um, definitely opportunism, definitely striking while the iron was hot, definitely taking advantage of um, Elon's faltering and his, what I would call, uh, you know, uh, unenforced errors, self-inflicted wounds. There's no question. There's no question that um, you know the the rate limitations and everything going on. So you know Zuckerberg fast tracked it and 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 put out an average product, a below average product, and uh, and then everyone just you know and he and he took advantage of it. Good good for him. You know good for him. The Instagram integration made it seamless, but also allowed him to cheat a little bit. Um, and then maybe you could also ask the question and say, um, you know, we weren't happy with, with Twitter. We weren't happy with Elon. We weren't happy with what was going on. There was too much toxicity on Twitter. I also think I want to take a little step back. And also because, you know, the purpose of this room is not to pick sides. I think people forget that Twitter was in trouble long before Elon Musk. Donald Trump saved Twitter. Donald Trump saved Twitter. Twitter was kind of irrelevant. And suddenly, everyone was focusing and paying attention again. And it was because of Donald Trump. If you have a different point of view, please let me know. But I'm telling you, and I've studied it, that this was was Donald Trump who breathed life back into Twitter. And then when Donald Trump got banned and, and kicked off and, and, and etc. and decided to go and start his, um, and start his 
competitive um, product. Uh, you know what happened was um, that's not that's not working either. Um, that's you know Truth Social and 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 whatever his uh, what was the other product called? Uh, I can't even remember. Doesn't matter. Um, the the one before, but whatever um, hasn't necessarily taken off. So so next Twitter was in danger of becoming irrelevant again, and then. NFT Twitter came along, and now you have, and now you have all the, you know, the twenty-two-year-old kind of white bros and 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 Twitter Spaces, which itself was just a copycat of of Clubhouse. Can you see patterns developing here? No originality, just copycats, 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 and so Twitter became slightly relevant again, and again, in danger of becoming irrelevant, and then Elon steps in and um, probably does more harm than good um, for his brand and even for Twitter. Um, But that's the Twitter story, right? So, you know, we're looking at a push and a pull at the moment. We're looking at the, the, um, uh, you know, the pull of, um, of threads and the push of Twitter, two forces operating actually in this particular case together. Double whammy, one plus one equals three. And so you have a bit of short-term gain. But from what I'm seeing, and that's why I think that if you can see this stat, you know, I would, if I was in a room with the founders of, or the people in charge of threats, I would ask them this question and I'll bet you they won't answer me. What percent of this 104, of these 104 million users are inactive have maybe just threaded once and and got bored or just went back to whatever they were doing. That's what I want to know. I want to look at the growth. If I don't see 200 million in a week or two weeks or a month, if I see 107 million or 111 million or 112, I see growth slowing down, which tells me that the growth was spiked or, you know, or there was some you know, cutting of corners or some, you know, evil genius happening. And I want to know what the percentage of um, actives are. That's what I want to know. But let's be clear here. This is, you know, a, I mean, it's, it's, it's a zero-sum game in many respects, but why do we assume that Threads wins and Twitter loses or Twitter wins if Threads loses, that it's, you know, that it's, that it is zero-sum, it may not be. There are other players, and there will be other players out there. It's not assured that Twitter will win, and it's not assured that Twitter won't lose. And I think the same is true with Threads. So what I wanted to do, I just want to say hello to Michelle. Michelle, unfortunately, um, I had to start the room without you, and as you can see, um, when I start the room, it's very different to when you start the room. I think people just like you more. Um, So I'm still not sure how to fix it, but we'll, we'll have to figure it out. Um, but anyway, I'm happy that the people that are here are here. And, uh, just to let you know that I'll be putting a few links in the chat, but the link above the alpha beta talk six, uh, that's happening tomorrow. And I would love for all of you. I know Michelle, you registered. I think Melissa, you did as well. Jensi, you did as well. Be great for you to come and and listen to these. We're actually going to end up with about 65 of these every single week, basically until September of 2024, talking about Web3, talking about AI, um, talking about, you know, just talking about like the things that matter as opposed to the things that don't. Um, so I would love for all of you to register for that. Um, and uh, of course, to share the room, that would also uh, be great. I'm just going to look at a few comments. Puppy said, uh, yeah, it's crazy. A, a lot of the friends I've mentioned threads in their notes. I got the notification, but I wasn't sold on it. Um, and, uh, Jihan said, I also want to know the percentage. Yeah, that's, that's the right question to ask, I think. So I'm going to start off by, um, I want to share with you, uh, a Twitter thread. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and put that into the discord and I'm also going to go ahead and put that into the chat here. I have to do double work, but there you go. And this is from someone called Alex. Uh, Alex Velatus, and uh, he makes a very interesting prediction that Zuck's new app will be shut down 
in 12 months or less. Um, everyone seems to think it will be the Twitter killer, but that couldn't be further from the truth. Here's how I think it plays out. And of course, he's got a RIP threads, July 2023 to July 2024. Um, so one year, wow. Um, so he said, uh, I'm going to read to you the thread. Let's let's first begin by understanding why Zuck decided to strike at Twitter right now. He senses weakness because many brands, journalists, media outlets do not like Elon's politics. There have been some recent stumbles at Twitter, like rate limiting, Twitter's debt, uh, Twitter's debt limits its options. So there's a little bit of extra information. Um, he believes that, that if he can win, he will receive the following. More lock-in from brands who will become dependent on the Meta app ecosystem – New revenue channel, brands can advertise on threads. More text-based data to train Meta's AI models. Um, and let's just see if I missed something. It just says on. Um, however, most, uh, most, what most people don't understand is that threads is a negatively asymmetric bet for Meta. Okay, Negative is a nice term for us. Negative asymmetry. Uh, here's what I mean. To the upside, if threads were to 100% take over Twitter's market share, it would only mean an incremental 4 to $6 billion in revenue. Meanwhile, Meta did nearly $120 billion in revenue in 2022, which means this would only increase revenue 4% in the perfect case. Okay, and there's a graph. To the downside, remember that's the upside. To the downside, since Meta is seeding threads with its Instagram users, there's a risk that it could hurt Instagram engagement. <laughs> Instagram is Meta's golden goose, with some people expecting it to generate upwards of $50 billion by the end of 2023. This means that, even, that an even modest amount of sessions drop-off from Instagram could wipe out the entire upside of Thread's revenue in the best case. This is why I think concentrating on Thread's users is the wrong number. I guarantee the execs are more focused on the Instagram sessions number. This brings us to the key flaw in the Thread's plan. It cannot rely on just its existing Instagram social graph for engagement. It needs to bring over users from Twitter, but this will not work. Let's put together the final pieces. The entire reason that Twitter has thrived over all these years is that they serve segments and enable conversations other platforms won't touch. Intellectual content slash industry leaders, anonymous accounts, nudity, adult creators, politics, news. And he, he kind of cites Elon's um, uh, reply from July 9th that says this platform will protect anons for this reason particularly. Um, and then Alex continues, in order to take Twitter users, threads would have to cater to these creators and use cases. But the head of Instagram and thread is already stating that they won't support this type of content. In fact, they are actively working against it. And here is, a, um, I guess, a thread from Moseri, that says uh, the goal isn't to replace Twitter. The goal is to create a public square for communities on Instagram that never really embrace Twitter and for communities on Twitter and other platforms that are interested in a less angry place for conversations, but not all of Twitter. Politics and hard news are inevitably going to show up on threads. They have on Instagram as well as to some extent, but we're not going to do anything to encourage those verticals. You have to look at these comments very carefully, I think. First of all, Twitter is the town square. Twitter is the public square. Let's just be clear about that. So the goal is to create a public square for communities on Instagram. Wait a second, which one is it? Is it Instagram? Is it threads? Is it an extension? Is it, it That's kind of confusing. That never really embraced Twitter. Well, that's what Mark Schaefer was saying, which is the only way that threads wins is if Twitter dies and or... Instagram users embrace a text-based messaging platform, public social platform that they hadn't before. Um, and, um, and then, of course, this idea of a less angry place for conversations. Now, I just want to comment on that for a second. There's no question right now that Threads is less angry. Um, there's no question that Twitter can tend to be very angry. Not always, but it can be, depending on where you're hanging around. I'm sure there are many conversations and communities in Twitter that are not angry. Um, but people definitely have, um, you know, people are much more direct and much more, um, you know, uh, let's say abrupt 
um, and and let's even say angry <laughs> uh, on on Twitter. But if the nature of man and woman and humans are to to express those emotions, if the same people are on Threads, they're suddenly not going to be angry. It, it's it's very inconsistent and it's very naive and it's quite frankly a little um, it's a little um, it's disingenuous um, to to imply that well we just wanted to create a better place a utopia it's just it's just not true because you you can you've just got to look to facebook you've just got to look to facebook you know to see all the anger and the people that stop talking to loved ones and spouses and and parents and friends and all the dis and the misinformation that happened, um, that has left a incurable dent on humanity. And from an Instagram standpoint, the damage that that's had on the psyche, on the mental health, on the wellness of, in particular, our children, with respect to body image, with respect to loneliness and isolation and depression, and suddenly Threads is just going to miraculously wave the magic wand, ma- wave the magic thimble um, and or spool, whatever they call it, spindle, spool of thread, and and somehow everything is going to be fixed in the world. It's 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 insane. It's insane. Um, so I'm going to go back to Alex. So to summarize, Threads will be seeded with Instagram users who will get quickly bored. Threads will try to attract Twitter users but fail. Threads will be shut down less than 12 months from now to protect Instagram's core business. To get even more specific, I believe that Threads will be integrated back into the Instagram product as a feature, similar to how stories and reels exist on Instagram. Some PM will be stuck with the job of sunsetting Threads and learn a lot. I was this guy at LinkedIn. There's one final 4D chess move here to consider, which is that even if Threads shuts down, Zuck will still consider it a win. That is because the real reason he launched Threads was to have more text-based content to train Meta's AR models on, and then he's got another, he, he's, he's kind of uh, building in one of his tweets that says AI in the social media endgame, and I'll just read that to you. Um, So it says, over the past few months, we've seen major changes across social platforms, companies adding paid verification, Twitter, Insta, companies halting web web scraping and charging for API access, Twitter, Reddit, Zuck launching a new text-based app with aggressive data collection. While these may seem like separate issues, in reality, they are all related. Here's why. Um, OpenAI shocked the world when it launched ChatGPT. But the reason ChatGPT was so good was because they trained on other companies' users without permission. Most executives weren't privy enough to the latest AI advancements to realize this, but Elon Musk saw this coming. Whichever company has the most user data will create the most powerful AI agents in the future. Unfortunately, many of these executives aren't considering the impact of runaway AI or social platforms flooded by bots. Without the proper safeguards in place, we could see these platforms erode the very fabric of our society. Elon has been preaching AI safeguards for years, while Zuck has always been growth at all costs. We need to be extremely careful which path we choose from here. Most of the world is not ready for what is about to come. Uh, and, and I have cited this uh, emergency episode um, from Mo Gordet, um, Diary of a CEO, um, that um, that makes this very and he was the head of ai um for google so i gotta say in my opinion that there's more of this that i agree with wholeheartedly than i don't um i think he nailed it um i wonder what you think if you want to um you know in a few minutes come up um i've got a few other little pieces of nuggets to just add to the conversation but like I can tell you right now, like I, uh, there is, I probably can't go into the rooms right now. But I, but you know, Bez, you could you could probably or a few people here, you could probably go and see the rooms right now that are going on in uh, on Clubhouse. 
and they probably have 150, 200, 250 people saying threads, engagement, 110 million users, grow, you know, grow your, you know, hacks, tools, shortcuts, whatever the case may be. I can't even go into them. I can't even see them because I'm banned from them. Um, but that's where the puck is. That's where everyone is right now. That's where all the followers are. That's where everyone is basically like lambs to a slaughter. Um, and in this room, we have 10 people. You know, we have 11, 12, 13, 14 people on the two platforms. That tells you, the, that, that gives you a sense of the emergency. You know, when, when, when you see where everyone is running blind, blindly like lambs to a slaughter, am I being dramatic a little? Am I being a little skies falling in? Perhaps, perhaps I'm using it for dramatic effect. Um, but I'm paying attention. I'm trying to have my eyes wide open right now. Uh, I mean, I'm not really, you know, like I, I can, pr- I can promise you. If you ju- again, if you look back, right, all of this crowd, the mob, let's call them the mob right now. Um, they. They jump from platform to platform. They started on Clubhouse. They abandoned Clubhouse and went to Green Room. They abandoned Green Room and came back to Clubhouse. They abandoned Clubhouse and went to Twitter. They abandoned Twitter and went to Threads and also went back to Clubhouse because it's the only way that they can get their grift on. Um, and here's the thing. When Threads does not live up to expectations, not if, but when, They'll just jump all the way back to either Twitter or Clubhouse or whatever the next bright and shiny object is. We have to determine, and when you listen to Mo Gordet, he says that at the end of the day, and he cites all the different people, I, I need to go and just and, and clip that and play it for you. And everyone in this room fits into one of those categories. And he talks about the grifters, and he talks about the alarmists, and he talks about the, he talk, like every one of us is in there, including me. He says, but what you don't have are the people that are actually doing something about it. That's what he's advocating for. People that are going to act. People that are going to mobilize. He believes that we should be like literally, when it comes to AI, walking the streets in protest. That's how dramatic and dire it is. Now, you may not think that. He does. And he knows a lot more than we do. I can promise you. And, um, and it's interesting because all of these people right now that are threads, 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 no one's even talking about AI. I actually wrote a tweet and a thread yesterday, which is now that threads is, is, you know, is the shit, basically. Um, is AI dead? You know, obviously not. So we have to decide, you know, and I've said this before, right? We know you have many rooms to choose from. We're glad that you chose this one. Humanity is glad that you chose this one, not just me. I'll do the room regardless. I'm here every single day. Um, But the fact is that when we look at this, this threads phenomenon, it really isn't about threads at all. I hope you can all see that and all realize that. It's got nothing to do with threads. Threads right now is an underwhelming, underdeveloped, um, and very basic platform. Very, very weak and cheap copycat. Threads is trading right now on the blood in the water, which is Elon's blood in the water, and, and it is being fueled by all the grifters that are boosting you know, threads. Why? Because there is first mover advantage. There is short-term game. There is money in them, there are hills. Opportunism is, is literally running amok at the moment. Another of the stories is, you know, rich billionaires. Zuck versus Elon. Everybody wants to have a horse in the game. And as I said the other day, you don't, like, you don't hear much from Jeff Bezos or Richard Branson, or the other billionaires, you know, what are they doing at the moment? I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy that it seems to be 
so personality uh, driven. You know, where's Jack Ma? What's he doing at the moment? I don't know. Probably building a business. So it's very, very interesting to me to see what's going on. As I said, the Threads conversation is irrelevant. It's a platform, there's short-term gain. Maybe you've got 1,000, maybe you've got 5,000, maybe you've got 10,000. But people are going to get bored very quickly. And quite frankly, it, it just favors anyone with a social media department at the moment. Just add some more work to your agency. It's great for agencies. New line item, new, new, new amount to bill the client. Because now we've got to create thread content which is different to Twitter content, which is different to Instagram content, which is different to Blue Sky content, which is different to Mastodon content. They're all going to push the authentic voice and, and um, it's great. Less people getting laid off. Can't argue with that. But if you're a solo entrepreneur, it's not so great. And if you don't have enough reach, it's not so great. People are all going insane and crazy and happy about how much engagement they have on on threads with eight replies relatively that's a lot but eventually people are going to get bored because we always get bored that's what we do as humans we get bored very very quickly and when we do we'll move on to the next big thing so i've been listening to like some of these rooms it's just unbelievable Everyone's speculating about what's to come. When they introduce audio, it's game over. Well, sorry, Michelle, bad news for Startup Club and Clubhouse. You better be building Startup Club on, uh, on threads, otherwise, otherwise you're dead on arrival. And I still think at the end of the day, we have to like, you know, spare a thought for uh, the SEC and and you know, and owning too much data and owning too much in the space. When somebody starts to, you know, just someone, you know, in some committee in Congress going, wait a second, WhatsApp and Instagram and Facebook and threads, um, it seems like a little bit of a closed ecosystem to me. And then, of course, you've got the whole conversation of the Fediverse and, you know, I created a tweet or a thread that basically said uh, threads joining the Fediverse um, is, you know, like inviting the Borg to invite the United Federation of Planets. I'm not sure that, that we want threads in the Fediverse. I'm not even sure I know what the Fediverse is properly. So there's, there's so much to consider and so much to think about. And, um, you know, I'm just trying to bring a little bit of perspective and I think a little bit of, of sanity because it is kind of insane. And hopefully I've done that today by giving you just a few things to look at, a few data points, um, a few, you know, key statistics that you may want to pay attention to. Um, and, and that way you can kind of see, um, you can sort the not the wheat from the chaff, but at least the signal um, from the noise. Um, there are a few, um, you know, I, I spoke about Mark Schaefer as well, my, uh, who wrote the case against threads. And, you know, his caveat was, um, and he says, like, let's not forget um, Google Plus was the place for Facebook haters. Um he said, I was the only blog in the universe who predicted Google Plus would not work on the very day it was launched. Same reason, we already had a social network. It was called Facebook. Uh, Google Plus did not solve a unique problem. It was just for haters. Um, and, you know, he goes on and I'm going to read a few other things. He said, um, uh, you know, Twitter's heaviest users like journalists and activists are probably oblivious to the drama or perhaps immune to it. It's not a reason for mass uh, exodus. This is where they have their lists and their Twitter chats and debates. It's their home. Others have expressed a love for threads because it's less spammy and toxic. But what is going to keep threads from becoming spammy and toxic? It's the same swamp, folks. Is Zuck and Meta more deserving of our trust than, than Twitter? Spoiler alert, no. I think curiosity 
and FOMO will drive early adoption. But what will keep us there? I don't think there is a there there. Then he goes on about the Fediverse and he talks about how threads could make it, which is, as I've said before, that, uh, that you know, Twitter dies or a young Instagram audience disconnected from Twitter discovers threads and adopts it. To win at strategy number two, threads has to be cool. I looked up the Gen Z word for cool and it would be fire, extra or fit. Yeah, that, it has to be fit. I think that's the only hope and the card Zuck needs to play. Find the tipping point, right? Um, if you attract a critical mass of the busy, of the buzzy Gen Z cool kids, the movement begins. There is some indication that this is exactly what Meta is trying to do when it provided early access to many A-list celebrities. Um, Lance Fletcher observed that the youth migration could already be happening. He observed one of the biggest Instagram groups, Bookstagram, has migrated already. Artstagram and Poetrygram are moving to threads. It's gaining ground on Twitter because of creator-centric and creator-friendly brands adopting the platform. This was a cool weakness of Twitter. It's focus on being business forward. The lack of DM capacity on threads as of now destroys the appeal for the people on Twitter who required it, MLMs and coaching. It doesn't have to be TikTok uh, with the Gen Z appeal. If, if, and if that's intentional on Meta's part, it's a brilliant route to take. Yeah, but I don't know how long they can sustain that as well. The fact that people are going to want to have uh, private conversations. Um, so I don't know. You know, at the end of the day, you have to make your mind up. Um, I've, I've made my mind up and my mind up is I'm not, I, I'd sooner, I'd sooner actually close down my threads account or you can't actually close it down at the moment, but suspend it, then suspend my, in, uh, then suspend my Twitter account. Um, it's just really hard to have to keep on starting from scratch. And I know that that's the intent of the Fediverse, right? The intent of the Fediverse is that you own your users, you own your data, you own your followers, and you can move from platform to platform, and you don't have to be beholden to the overlord or the landlord or the slumlord. But how on God's green earth is Zuck going to allow you to do that? That makes no sense. Embracing the Fediverse, assuming the Fediverse even lets him in, that Zuck's going to just allow you now to bring all of your Instagram users over and then move all of those users off to Mastodon or somewhere else? I think not. Needs those eyeballs, needs those mouse clicks for ad dollars and for growth. You have to look at motivation. You have to look at the end of the day as to what's in it for Elon and what's in it for Zuck. And these are the two personalities for better or for worse, that are ultimately running the show. And Elon is not off to add dollars. I mean, he hired Linda Yaccarino uh, to perhaps figure that out. It's also insane and quite funny um, that, I mean, I, I even, like, there's kind of a little, bit of a little bit of a mean tweet. I'm not perfect. But I just said, is Linda Yaccarino like the social media manager or the CEO? Like, which one is it? Because... It seems like all she's doing is just tweeting these like cheerleading raw raw raws, um, you know. And I, I want to see leadership from a CEO. I feel bad. I really feel bad for her. Not only as the CEO who has to like, I mean, not only did she have to deal with Elon's mess and his personality, but now she has to deal with with threads. And it seems like all she's doing is just tweeting. You know, we're still here and uh, don't forget about us. And, you know, this is why you love us. And we're like, no, that's kind of the problem. Not as many people love you as, as you thought. So, but I don't think Elon, you know, he's lost some, some billions. He's lost more billions right now than all of us in this room will probably make in our lifetimes combined. I'm not sure that he cares as much as we would care if we got a parking ticket. Um, he's, you know, this is someone who, who wants to change the world and will change the world and is changing the world. And I'm not on team, I'm not on either of them or then on their teams. I'm kind of a little embarrassed to even be South African because Elon's South African. It's like, you know, 
I mean, we, we haven't been doing too well, the South Africans. We have Oscar Pistorius. We're, we're not doing well at the moment. Hopefully Joseph Jaffe, not famous, can buck that trend. Um, but, you know, Elon is, I mean, come on. Look at, look at Tesla. Look at SpaceX. This is a guy who really wants to change the world. And at the moment, you know, his political missteps in particular have been really, really poor. And he's made some mistakes. And the problem with a visionary, especially one with ego, uh, especially one that's, that's probably, um, he's probably less narcissistic and more just a little kind of, let's just say, socially awkward. It's like a bit of a geek. He doesn't really know how to deal with all the popularity, to be honest. Um, and, you know, he's his own worst enemy. Mark Zuckerberg is actually a lot more simple to read. It's just, it's just, it's about money. It's about ad dollars. It's about growth. It's about power. And Mark Zuckerberg really lives in a reality distortion field. Elon, you know, comes in and out of it. Uh, Steve Jobs um, also probably lived at least 50% of the time in the reality distortion field and 50% out. Elon's probably 80% of the time in, maybe 75% in. And Zuck is 100% locked in that reality distortion field. In fact, I'm actually not sure he is real anymore. He may be completely synthesized AI. That might be the master plan here. We've already seen the, the uh, legless, you know, hovering body of his in, in the metaverse. I mean, we're dealing with people on a different level here. That's what I'm saying. We're just dealing with people on a different level. We cannot understand the billionaire. We cannot understand the visionary, nor should we. But we should always just leave a little bit of um, humility, a little bit of gap, a little bit of doubt for the story we don't know, which is why I've been just, you know, blown away by the stupidity and the the I, I tweeted last night that the level of conversation in these clubhouse rooms on threads is actually dumber right now than at the height of the anti-vaccine and all the conspiracy theories um, during COVID-19 that's that's how dumb we've gotten it's insane and then there'll be people say but of course, it is only five days. And I'm like, can you hear yourself? Can you actually hear yourself? But you know, it is five days. Five days. And you've spent probably 50 hours in the last five days, at least. You probably haven't even slept. Speculating and positing and, you know, and, pro and uh, what's the word? Um, prognosticating. But it's only five days. Let's revisit this in 10 days and see what happens. And maybe 20. How about 31 for you? What about next month? So I hope I've been able to bring um, something different to the table. The last thing I would say today is that when we, you know, when we talk about could Twitter fail, um, yes, of course it could fail. Everyone can fail. This is the story again of built to suck. No one lives forever. No one lives forever. The traffic is down on Twitter. Um, you know, Tucker Carlson's numbers are down on Twitter. Everyone's down on Twitter. But don't write off a company that has been around for almost 20 years. Don't write off Elon Musk. Don't write off the ability for people to change, for second chances, for um, redemption. You know, if you can identify a problem, you can solve the problem. I would sooner put my chips on Twitter right now than on um, threads. In fact, I'm not putting anything on threads other than when I tweet, I'll, I'll, I'll push it out on tweds. Uh, tweds. <laughs> tweds. Well, we just came up with a name for this episode, let me put it in the chat. Tweds. 
I mean, I've done a lot today. I came up with uh, with uh, with thread spurts, thread spurtees, and uh, and Twitter threads, which are tweds. Um, Billy says, Team Elon, Zuck and Gates want to control you. Elon wants you to talk your ish. What's ish? And then he said, he's. I think. I think. I think he's. Uh, he's. He's. Uh, pushing that little stick into me here. How are Cuomo's numbers doing? Where I don't even know where where is Cuomo? Where is Cuomo? I don't even know what platform he's on. Is he on? <laughs> oh, Billy, 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 Billy. See, we can talk politics. Uh, uh, we can talk politics and have a little bit of fun as well. I love you too, Billy. I love you too. Um, I don't think he is with Epstein, but uh, um, he may be one day. But yeah, I mean, I mean, without without if we just discount Billy Bowie being Billy Bowie, um, Zuck does want to control us. I'm with Team. I'm I'm reluctantly with Team Elon if I have to be with one of them. I'm, I just am. Um, but remember, uh, Twitter could absolutely fail. They all could fail. If you actually look at where the finger's pointing. And where the finger is pointing is, in fact, um, Web3, decentralization, ownership of data, Fediverse, if you will. That's where it's all heading. That you can take to the bank. In fact, um, one of my mentors, um, I'm actually going to reach out to him today because I think he needs to come back either on Joseph Jaffe is not famous, and, and I need him to be an Alpha Talk speaker. He will accept because he will. Um, but he basically just wrote a post now. Well, he didn't write the post. He actually um, he cited, I think he cited one of his own podcasts where he was interviewing someone. But he basically said, I, I'm going to read it to you because this will be the last thing I talk about unless someone wants to come up. Um, I'm so glad I caught it. Um, he actually talks about... Um, uh, so I don't know if he was interviewing him or he was listening to it, but Dr. Mansour Ahmed Rengas, um, who is both an entrepreneur and on the faculty of Cambridge, um, and uh, listen to this. This is so I'm just going to read to you just one uh, one of the predictions. Um, no photograph will be believable as true within a year unless it comes from some sort of authentication. The same will happen with videos in two years. And within five years, we'll be watching movies and videos that have been created and personalized for us. Think Matrix plus Wally. But at the end of the day, the only way to authenticate that will be blockchain. So that's where the finger's pointing, my friends. That's where it's pointing. That, you know, in, in, in fact, Mo Gordet, who I was citing, basically predicted that within two years, um, Stephen Bartlett, Diary of a CEO, will be interviewing an AI. 100%, he said. A full one and a half hours having a conversation, a fluent intellectual conversation with an AI. And I believe that. That's, I believe it. In fact, probably all of you believe it. You know, give me a, Give me a thumbs up, you know, if you're in Twitter. I mean, if you're in Clubhouse, if you believe it, or a thumbs down if you don't believe it, just so I can see. But I believe it. And I also believe, there is, for example, how do you even know that at the moment, how do you know if I'm real? I mean, you do know I'm real. But how will you know that I'm real? In six months, in a year, in two years' time. It actually leads to the second prediction, which I won't go into because we're almost out of time. But but actually, the second prediction is that AI is actually just going to become the kind of uh, the the dollar store because everyone will have it and everyone will do it, and it will actually just become the kind of um, the entry level, the cheap version. And what people will begin to pay more money for is the human version, the curated version which is interesting, and he goes into reasons why. But it is true that if everyone's doing it, then no one's doing it. I've been using ChatGPT to summarize these episodes, and uh, lately the actual summaries that are coming out are awful. And I've been asking Jonathan to go back and redo them because not picking up 
the good stuff. It's becoming too bland and too ge- too generalized. It's the only way me with my limited resources can go and summarize this. I want you to, if you were here today for the whole um, for the whole episode, you'll have access to the audio, you know, through bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go. That's if you want to subscribe to the podcast where you can listen to this. There'll be a transcript. I'll do a LinkedIn article. But read the article and just think to yourself. And and, and also, there are AI show notes, um, which, which I'm now trying to feed into ChatGPT. Because I don't think ChatGPT is, is, you know, it understands the takeaways typically are good. When I say, what were the top 10 takeaways? But the summary just seems to be missing the point. So I might have to rethink. I might have to rethink how I, you know, if there's a more effective and efficient way to summarize these articles. And there is, actually. And I'll tell it to you now before we leave, which is as simple as, look, it's, really hard for me in in my capacity of looking at uh, an iPhone screen and a MacBook screen and reading Billy's comments in the chat and then looking at somebody else's comment, you know, in in the chat. And, you know, then I see kind of like, you know, like Bez has dropped his Threads uh, account in there. And, um, you know, Bez says, you're pretty active on Threads. You have almost a thousand followers and posted five times this morning. Yeah, because I was sitting in the hot tub this morning after I was on the Peloton um, for for an hour, and um, and and whatever I threaded, I tweeted too. I threaded. I I tweeted. I I tweeted both of them. Um, Shadow says Chat GPT is like a child. If you want adult output, uh, tell it to the point to frame the summary. And in fact, I asked Chat GPT um, to um, you know to summarize this one article as if it you know as if I was a six year old because I literally did not understand the article. And I think what it came out was Elon is a bad man or Elon has made some mistakes. Well, that's true. But what I was trying to say is the way to do it is to take notes, manual notes. So, and and I was saying it's a little hard when you are talking, free form, no notes, and trying to moderate and manage the chat on Clubhouse and in Discord. But really what I should be doing, or you know, I have Jonathan with me who's been interning with me this summer, is, is to take manual show notes just as you're listening. Oh, that was a good point. Let's mark that, 842. That was a really interesting article where he said, uh, I'm making it up, that Thread's growth is actually slowing. Or I wonder um, how, what percent of um, Thread's accounts are in fact even active. That's a key takeaway today. The question is, will ChatGPT catch it? We can catch it. We can work with the machine. We can partner and create the best of both worlds. But in terms of authenticity, the only only way to win at the moment that I see is through the blockchain. And so... You know, what's kind of interesting to leave you with is a thought that what's old is new again, what's new is old again, et cetera, et cetera. But I'll tell you that um, the best thing you can ever do is never throw in the towel, which is actually one of the elements of Forever Changed. Just, just stay in the game. Stay in the game for as long as you can. You never know. That's why my challenge to all the grifters out there, is if you're such a booster for threads, I dare you to shut down your Twitter account. Not one of them will. Why? Because they don't actually believe in threads as much as they say they do. Because if they did, they would go all in. And two is because they're just trying to hedge their bets. There's no conviction at all. It's just about being able to be opportunistic. And like lambs to a slaughter, everybody's lapping up their every word. So I'm glad that you 
Those of you that are here decided to stay here with me. I hope that you gained from today. We'll be back tomorrow with Wellness Wednesday. Please, if you haven't already, click on that link above and come and support Francine, who has been one of the most amazing people in Clubhouse, um, on social media, in the world. You know, she is all about karma. It would be amazing, not only for you to register and show up tomorrow, but send us some nice messages during the broadcast, tell some friends. Um, she is she is substance, you know, whereas there's so much sizzle running around, she is substance. So um, I'm going to stop the recording now. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.